Well, around the world, and probably more the the winter countries when it comes to winter, they do uh, have times where you'll see those Christmas sweaters being worn. Now, because we live in Australia, we don't practice that so much because um, we've got that thing called heat, especially in Rockhampton. But the places around the world, like you will have grandma or auntie will cook, uh, or not cook, um, make a, a sweater for you and, and you're expected to wear it through the Christmas season and you go, I wouldn't be seen in public with this normally, but I've got to do this. I've got to follow the tradition. And so this idea of ugly Christmas sweaters has come into play. Now, because um, we live in Australia, I want to do something a little bit different. I do want to get into the ugly spirit of things as much as I can. So I've got something, a bit of a reveal that I'm going to do this morning. Now, hopefully I don't have a wardrobe malfunction because we don't want that, okay? We don't want that much ugly, okay? So um, so I've just got to um, see if this will actually work as it meant to. And um, you might need sunglasses, okay? If you've got them here, if your sunglasses actually um, go dark, they will go dark in the next few seconds. So um, let me just... I'm like, okay, wait a second, here we go. Well, let me just, now I've got, oh, it's actually bright up here now. I'm kind of, whoa. So now I don't want to break the microphone. Okay, okay, that's all I'm taking off, so don't need to worry about that anymore. Um, I have seen at, at places like Lowe's, you can get matching pants. I'm going, I'm not doing that, like, um, um, for, for a, Okay, yeah, you be quiet. Um, so, ugly Christmas sweaters. So, if you want to get into the ugly spirit and you've got some Christmas shirts like this, feel free to wear them in the coming weeks um, as we move through this series. So, um, so hopefully you, you don't are not blinded by the brilliance, not by me, by the brilliance of my shirt. Um, but it is, it is. Um, my wife even said to me this morning. Oh, that colour doesn't suit you. That's what I was going for. That's what I was going for. I, I, I want something that... Um, so the thing is, like, I don't have to use the electricity in my wardrobe now because I just hang this up and it just lights everything up. But, but Christmas is meant to be a time of joy and happiness based upon the birth of Jesus. Um, and too often the facts get lost in ugly thoughts, words, motives and actions. And this Christmas, things can change and you can celebrate Jesus in a way, in the, in the way that you think and speak and live toward people around you. Now, today, we're going to be looking at ugly thoughts. And I was actually listening and I saw a, um, a quote, or listened, heard a quote this week, and I kind of went, that will really match in with what we're talking about today. Christian Radio, I'm not sure what, they did the survey and they were surveying people about how their empathy had gone over since the 80s. Now, again, in the 80s, people were wearing clothes like this probably extravagantly, so maybe they were a bit more happy. But but the thing is, in the 80s, they, they surveyed people all the way up until now, and what they've found from the 80s to now, that people are now 40% less empathetic towards other people. 40%. So that's almost, like, that's almost half as much as they used to. Now, now, the, the, the guy who was, who was sharing the statistic, he then made this comment on it, which is brilliant because he said, if people are, are worrying about others 40% less, who then are they worrying about 40% more? And the target becomes ourselves. We're actually thinking about ourselves 
40% more. Now, some of it's because we have a, a very self-focused sort of world we live in. So we've got things like selfies. You're now taking selfies and, and, and you're doing things like TikTok. Um, and, or some of you might know what that is. Some of you go, yes, my watch TikToks. And, and that's all you know of that. Um, but, but the thing is we do have things like that, but we get so busy and stressed that all of a sudden we get to the point where we can't think about other people as much because we're thinking so much about ourselves. And, and I'm not saying the things that we're thinking about ourselves are not important. But sometimes we, our lives become a bit like days of our lives where it revolves around us. And there's drama happening on every, everything. And we walk out to the mailbox and the way the magpie looks at us is a cause for drama. Sometimes that, oh, that would be. If the magpie is looking up, down, look, that is drama because like, you're sprinting back to your mailbox. But sometimes the car in front of you or the, the, the checkout person or, or the person that takes that last item off the shelf that you wanted, they're not out to get you. But we think that way. And the thing is, a little bit of pastor confession time again, this week I exhibited ugly thoughts. <laughs> oh, thank you for the mock surprise. At least over this side they went, yeah, we, we expected that from you. So like... Um, that's all right. But but the thing is, this week um, we I, I was surprised by a couple of inspections that needed to happen at our house. And and, and just fewer, fewer, few different reasons. Like I found out at about 10 past four that someone was coming to look at the possibility of buying our house at nine o'clock the next morning. So my first feelings were not good feelings. And, and I got to the point going, okay, I'm about to go out and whip the kids into action so we sort of like can, can somehow clean the house dramatically. And, and I went, you know what? I'm a bit angry. I'm a bit frustrated. And so I'm going to ring the real estate and say, you should have at least rung us instead of sending me an email the morning of because I haven't checked my computer all day. I would have, I would have instead of cleaning the shed, I would have been cleaning the house all day, but I would have had time. So I've sort of gone in like ready or at a peak. I'm ready to, if I, if I can strangle someone over the phone, I'm going to do that. And so I've rung up and like, and at first I'm trying to make my case saying, oh, we're a family of six. We're really busy and all the, all the things. And, 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 and the lady on the other end saying, oh, oh what I'll have to do though, I can't really help you. I'll have to get the person to give you a call back. So I'm part of me is feeling, I haven't even been heard. I'm, I'm going, oh, this is real estate. I'm like, I've, yeah, all bad thoughts, okay? All bad thoughts. And so here I am going, I go out to the kids. We're about to set up Christmas decorations. So, guys, Christmas, I'm almost fell like Christmas is off. Well, Christmas is off. No, Christmas decorations is off because we, we have to clean the house. We've got to go and do your rooms. You've got to vacuum them. You've got to do all this stuff. Anyway, the real estate gave me a call back. And, and even, and I was, I was already just spinning my wheels, ready to go present my case, going, you guys should have done better than this. This is going to really put us out. And goes, oh, we don't want to put you out. When's a good time for you? And, and then, so I'm still angry. I'm going, well, my, my daughter's home and I don't want people coming. I don't want strangers coming to the house when, when she's there by herself. Well, that's fine. When's a good time for you? And I'm going, well, and, and, and here I am going, well, they've actually said that, they're going to fit in with me. So all of a sudden I've gone, oh, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Yep, I'll give them a call and if that's good, if not, we'll make a later time. Okay, so I've hung up the phone and gone, okay, 
that was because I went in all guns are blazing. And then, then God sort of had that moment to sort of, um, it wasn't quite a swift boot. It was pretty close though. And I went, all they've done is shown you grace. They've actually been really gracious to you. They've actually sort of fit in with your schedule. They've been very understanding. There was no reason to be angry. There was no reason to be frustrated. And then Wednesday morning, I was actually here with Sarah. We were going through some of and um, found out there was a rental inspection that I'd missed the email for that was happening on Thursday morning. I'm going, another another people coming. And I, so I've rung them up and gone, hey, like, but God had done a bit of work in me by that point in time because I went, maybe I can ask if they can fit in with the other one. Maybe I can ask if they can do that. And so I rang him up and sort of said, oh, is it possible that you guys come around? We're having people come around at 3 o'clock this afternoon rather than trying to clean the house again and having you come through. Can we all, can you come at the same time? Sure, that'll be fine. I'll come just a little bit after 3 then. And again, that grace sort of is extended to me and I'm going, it's so easy for us to get angry about so many things and sometimes, sometimes they are things that they, they should make us angry. Like and, and things that should make us upset, but still our reactions are, are things that we can sort of are important to, to, I suppose, understand and to put in the right perspective. And the thing is, I could have told that story very differently if they hadn't responded the way I wanted, or even if I'd missed the point that they had been gracious to me. Like I could have been telling people all week saying, the real estate has done a dirty on me. And I went, no, they've actually shown me grace. And, and when we miss that, when we miss that idea at times of what God is actually doing in and amongst us, we actually miss the goodness of God happening in our lives. Hey, your week may not go to plan, but God is doing something good. Your year may not go to plan. Some of us were actually going like on a, a two-year going, no, God, my two years haven't gone to plan, God, but God is still doing good things. God is, and he may not do everything we want to in this um, um, particular moment, but, but it becomes important to, to change the way we think. And so the first thing we need to do, we need to rewire our brains. Some of you going, I don't even know where the on switch is. How do I get to the rewiring part? So like, but no, we, we, we need to rewire our brains. Now I've got, um, who here has put up their Christmas decorations already? Okay, we've got we've got some chunks that haven't happened. So like um um so Josh and Archie have, but Ben and Naomi haven't. So good job, guys. Um, um, but in this bag, one of the things when it comes and it used to be a lot worse years ago. Who who still has the Christmas lights, which have those individual bulbs that you've got to change in and out, and that if one bulb is not working, the whole lot's not working, and or parts of working, and so some people, so Annabelle, you've got one like that? No, anyway, a lot of people have got LED ones, so these ones are LED ones. But the thing is, at the end of each year, you you put the lights in a bag or something like that, and the Christmas elves jump in there with it and tie them in knots. They go, let's find a way of actually making it impossible to hang these up ever again. So Jimmy and I, we managed to um, untangle some of the lights around yesterday. Um, but there's, a, there's basically you pull them out of the bag and they look like this. And you kind of go, first reaction is this. Let's just put them back in. I'm going, 
do we really need lights this year? Do we really need? But the thing is, then you go to work and you have to untangle these so that you can put them up the way that you want. Now, uh, I don't think this one's going to work the way I want it. But um, but the thing is, like all of a sudden, you can you can get to a point where everything is exactly the way you want it, and 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 da da, that's exactly what I wanted. Um, but, but that's that's exactly the shape that I was I was working for. So perfection. Um, but but the thing is, to rewire our brains to untangle our thoughts is not an instantaneous thing. For some of us, we have been so programmed into thinking a certain way, we're encouraged to go, let's have a days of our lives moment or let's have a days of our life week and go, the drama is all about me. And we get to the point where we, we are actually encouraging the wrong wiring to take place in our lives. And see, Paul, he actually talks about this in Philippians. So the chart, when she started off reading from Philippians 4, Paul was talking about, um, he actually gave them a command. What was the command that Paul gave them? Rejoice. Some people are aware of it. Rejoice. He said, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Now, Paul, Paul, when he speaks, if he repeats himself, he's doing that because he needs to make sure you're listening. So Paul is emphasizing we need to rejoice. And, and the thing is, because he was understanding that his listeners would have had, they would have been prone to grumble, complain, be frustrated, dismayed, and we can feel exactly the same way. Anyone had even a single ugly thought this week? Just, just the one? <laughs> At least you're honest, Harry, just the one. So... I, from what I saw, I think this side was actually very pure this week, and 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 um, and there's a few more ugly thoughts over this side. But but the thing is, like Paul's Paul's basically going, well, yeah, we are sort of prone to grumble and, and complain, and these feelings that will actually affect our thinking. They make us anxious. They make us cynical. They make us question God, and they make us want to give up. And that's what it sort of leads us to, and all of a sudden we we get in this to this on this merry-go-round that's sort of going way too fast. That we're just trying to hang on for dear life and going, oh, just waiting for it to stop. The problem is, like it's much like the cartoon, the merry-go-round speeds up and then it stops all of a sudden, and and it, it's not healthy for us to be in those situations. This all begins in our minds. Paul offers us a method of rewiring. He says, rejoice. Even in the midst of all the reasons we have for negativity, choose to rejoice because of the Lord. Bring these thoughts to God in prayer. Paul even offers a promise with this. If we do this, if we rejoice in the Lord always, the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. Now, think about that concept. It's not just going to give us a little bit of peace. The peace of God will actually protect our hearts and our minds. Now, some of us, when it comes to protecting ourselves from negativity, we don't do it very well. We are actually like we leave all the windows and doors unlocked and we go, come on in, steal all the good stuff. But God says, no, no, the peace of God that comes from Jesus Christ will guard our hearts and minds. 
And this one little tip from Paul to rejoice can be like a single light bulb that causes everything to work in proper order. We read in Philippians 4.8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Now again, Paul could have just read, if there's anything really good, think about this. No, Paul wants to emphasize this because he knows his listeners can be a little bit slow on the uptake. And we, are, we unfortunately fall into that category. We are his listeners. And so Paul is repeating, he says, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Anyone, anyone dwelt? Like, you know what I mean by dwelt? You've actually got stuck on, on a thought this week and you have set up camp. You've actually started building bricks around it and that is where you are staying and it's a negative thought. Anyone done that this week? And all of a sudden God is saying, no, 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 no. Don't think about those things. Think about anything excellent and praiseworthy. Of all the things during Christmas, what is the most true, most noble, most right, most pure, most lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy thing? And the thing is we need to actually discover what it is so that we can get to a point where we become, or we, we get to the point where we have a one-track mind in a good way. This one thing is found in a passage from the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. It's on the heels of Jesus' birth and, and, and basically the shepherds are in the fields nearby watching their sheep. should get our shepherds to stand up. No, I won't do that to them. Um, and in Luke 2, 8 to 11, it says, In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. The most true, most noble, most right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy news is brought to a lowly shepherd in a field at night. And it was, it was called good news or good tidings. And we, under, we can also understand this as the gospel. This good news is to focus our minds and thoughts is that a saviour has come to rescue the world. And this is worth great rejoicing. And keeping in the forefront of not only our minds, but of our lives as well. The Jewish people were waiting for a hundred years for a Messiah and someone who would come and free them from the bondage of the Roman government as well as the bondage of sin and death. And the time had finally come. One unknown author said it this way, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need would have been a technology, God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent a saviour. Our greatest need has always been to receive forgiveness for our sinful state and a chance at new life. And the birth of Jesus was the good news that we can receive. This is the real reason Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year because the birth of a baby who was God 
who came to us in flesh. The book of Psalms offers us a clear way to keep this mindset during the holidays as well. Psalm 103, verse 2. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The writer is reminding himself to be grateful. He is rewiring his mind toward the things of God. He is keeping himself from being an ugly Christmas sweater by remembering, I love. Um, and I love what he pens at the end. Forget not all his benefits. What benefits or gifts has God brought you this year? Now, in all honesty, like life is so busy for, for some of us at the moment that we can go, okay, yesterday is done, today is happening, and tomorrow is happening. Okay, it's on the radar. And that's as far as you are. And the thing is, we need to take time to get even... Even in the mountains that we've had to climb this past year, there's been victories that God has had or blessings that God has brought and gifts that God has brought into our lives. So as I come to an end this morning, what we need to realize is that joy does not precede gratitude, but gratitude precedes joy. If you want to have more joy in your life, you need to be more thankful. It starts with with thankfulness first. If you are get to the point where you are waiting for your life to be fully right, then you can say, God, you finally got it right. Thank you. Well, one, again, usually that comes with an, a bit of an attitude. You know how you sort of either you go up into, you go up and order a coffee or a meal and, and they mess it up really badly. I'm not saying, okay, one chip is burnt and, and you lose it. I'm saying, okay, you've ordered fish, they bring out turkey. Like that, something like that. Um, and it's a live turkey sitting on your plate. So, okay, I, I'd be, I'm going, and so when they get it right, you go, oh, thank you, you finally got it right. Well, there's a touch of sarcasm. Sometimes we're waiting for God to get our lives right, and then we're going to be sarcastically thankful. But God is saying, no, 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 I want you to see what I'm already doing. And as we become more thankful, we actually become prone to actually seeing what God is actually doing around us all the time. I was in here on Tuesday and because of the rain, I actually arrived here soaking wet. Fortunately, I had a spare shirt up in my office, put that on, hung my shirt over the, the, the fan for, for a few hours so it would dry off. And as I was sort of moving through my, my, my sort of frustration of being wet, and I'm going, do you know what? The sound of that rain on the roof is awesome. It's, it's actually really amazing. And I went... I normally love this feeling. I, I, I normally love the fact that it's raining outside and, 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 that, and here I am missing it. Because I'm not being thankful for what is happening around us, I am missing it. And all of a sudden I started going, God, I'm thankful that it's cooler. I'm thankful that our grass out the side is getting watering because I've forgotten the last week. So God, thank you for covering my back. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for other things. Like, and like again, I'm not saying it's without difficulty, but sometimes our, our ingratitude or our focus on negativity, we miss what God is wanting to do. There are, and this is the thing, if we wait till we have everything we want as a way of guaranteeing it, it doesn't work. There are people all over the world who have more than enough who are still miserable. At Christmas time, we talk about Ebenezer Scrooge. The guy that had everything. And, and, and the thing is, sometimes we watch that show and go, oh, yeah, he was rich, he was wealthy, he had everything, and still he was a miser. 
And we don't, anyone here ever relate to Ebenezer Scrooge? So I'm, I'm not seeing your hand, Bert. Like, I'll, yes. <laughs> um, I, 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 go check out Bert's garage. Like, there's nothing he throws away. Um, so, um, but, but the thing is, like, Sometimes we don't relate to Ebenezer Scrooge. We relate to the other characters and we're, we're cheering for the other characters. And, and in the end, we kind of think, you know what, Ebenezer Scrooge, he should have been there earlier. Ebenezer Scrooge failed to see the good and, and, and what had been given to him and he'd missed opportunities in life to be thankful. And we, of course, are always thankful. No, we're not. Um, we're, we're not. We're not always thankful. And that's the thing. Sometimes in the middle of everything, we need to be intentional about rewiring our brain, getting a one-track mind and focusing on what we can be thankful for. And we let our gratitude precede the joy that we are looking for in our lives. So this season, as we move through this ugly Christmas sweater season, I want you to start thinking about what you can be thankful for. Don't, don't wait for a moment on Christmas Day where you sort of just before opening the presents and, and going into that sort of um, uh, endorphin rush of, of, of oh, this is, this is exactly what I was wanting phase. Like, think about your year. Think about what's happened. I, I know some of you have gone through tremendous struggles and trials and, and some of you are still on that journey, but I also know God has done amazing things in your life at the same time. God has done the same thing for me. And so when I focus on that, when I go, oh, look at what God has done there and look at how God put me in that position and look at how God got me, gave me the strength to get through that, all of a sudden my joy will build as I am more and more thankful. Not thankful fakely. I'm going, okay, I, I thank God for crickets because I like crickets. Like, it's not something like that. I mean, we can truly be thankful for what God is doing. And if you can't see what God is doing in your life, come and have a chat with me. It won't take long because I know God is a good God who is always at work. And I, I can guarantee you, in the midst of your struggle and your trials, there is a good God at work in your life. And when we turn our focus, whatever is Excellent or praiseworthy. When we turn our focus to that and we are thankful to God, all of a sudden we don't have the ugly thoughts that can be a part of this season. Instead, we could, we could wear a nicer shirt. We could wear something that's not sort of um sort of hurting your eyes, like um and and sort of as you sort of have to look away. But the thing is, when this reflects this. That's not a good place to be. And so we want to turn our ugly thoughts around. We want to make them joyful. We want to make them experience the peace that will protect our hearts and mind at the same time. We want that in our life. Who wants that in their life today? Okay, some do. Okay, I haven't convinced some of you. Like, oh, good on you, Jack. Nice straight hand. So, um, so but, but the thing is, so there's some work you need to do. So, okay, so this is the thing. If you're around other people that you love to whinge with, your challenge is you can not only help yourself rewire, but help them rewire. 
as they start to complain about every, like, because sometimes we complain when there's no rain and when there's rain, there's grass is growing long. We, we go, we're going to complain both times. So we, we need to switch up. Oh, God, thank you for the rain. Oh, at least the grass is green. Like, um, at least that's happening. Look, look at that. Like, um, um, at least the mosquitoes are loving life at the moment. So um, we, we think, about, think about the good stuff. But maybe you can challenge others to rewire their brain and, and get your, your mind in one track and sort of go, do you know what? This season, this time of year, as we think of the gift of God to us and his continual gifts that flow from his blessing of us, we get to the point where we say thankful and that leads us into the joy of being in his presence. Let's just pray. Lord, we, we thank you that even in the midst of ugliness that we can find ourselves, Maybe it is, maybe we're in a difficult time. Maybe we're in a place where God is, is, is needing to do something amazing in our life. We can still look and see where you have been at work. We can live, focus on, on the, the good and the excellent and the praiseworthy. And we can come to a place where our thankfulness will lead us into the joy that you have promised. I pray as we begin this month, as we move into Christmas, as we are in the middle of of busyness that maybe maybe we rein in our thoughts, maybe we rewire our thoughts and focus more on you to let you do amazing things in and around us. I pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.